brand could use more effective and efficient ways to ignite growth, right? Well, you've come to the right place. This is where smart marketers learn to leverage their own community to drive growth in sales awareness and beyond. Welcome to The Rise, the community commerce marketing show. We are exploring the new and exciting category of marketing strategy, automation, and software called community commerce marketing. I'm your host, Jason Falls. Today, we're going to jump over uh, to the academic side of the aisle with Dr. Emmanuel Probst. He is a brand leader at Ipsos, a professor at UCLA, and the Wall Street Journal bestselling author of the book Brand Hacks, which is a great book. However, he's here to talk about his new book called uh, Assemblage. I'm holding a copy of it right here in my dirty little hands because I've gotten my hands on it early. Uh, it is The Art and Science of Brand Transformation. The book is out now. He's going to join us in just a second to talk about how community factors in all of that today on the show. Before we talk to the good professor, though, please take a moment, if you haven't already, to follow and subscribe to The Rise. It is a new uh, streaming video show and podcast from Scipio.ai, the leading community commerce marketing uh, platform. You can follow Scipio on LinkedIn or YouTube. Just look for us at Scipio AI on those two platforms. If you want to tag us or search for us on those platforms, LinkedIn or YouTube, that's the easy way to find us. Or of course, uh, we post the audio as a podcast after, so you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, it's time for us to bring in uh, Dr. Emmanuel Probst. He is here to talk about his new book, uh, assemblage. Good morning, good afternoon, Dr. Probst. How are you today, sir? Jason Falks, thank you so much for having me and for bringing so much energy already. And thank you to the team at CPO AI for putting the show together. Happy to connect today. Well, we're, we're very excited to have you here. And I was uh, thrilled as I was reading your book, because obviously we focus on sort of working through brand communities in order to expand the brand, to grow the brand, to excite your community about you. And, and your book touches on a lot of that. So I want to dig in a little bit so that people can understand what they're going to get out of the book, which they should go buy. Um, it's This book is basically a, a how-to guide for brands to become transformative for their customers to become more than just a, a logo on a product they purchase. And certainly that makes for stronger brands in uh, and longer tail success. But you say that in order for brands to accomplish this, they have to transform the world we live in. Now, that sounds like an awfully tall task for a brand that sells toothpaste or paper products or even organic fruit. Tell us why that mountain needs to be climbed for success. Yeah, thank you, because... We overwhelm with products and we overwhelm with brands. And the bad news for marketers is most people don't care about most brands. That doesn't mean we never care about brands and products. That means that most of the choices we make, we don't really think twice about those brands. Also, we see at Ipsos in our studies that people expect more for, from brands, that is, it's one thing to deliver a great product at a great price. Uh, frankly, most of the time it's table stake, uh, especially when the product is functional in nature. What people expect is brands to do more, that is brands to make a positive impact on them as individuals, on their close community, and on the world at large. So 
Brands can no longer just sell products we don't need. Brands also need to make a positive contribution to their audience, to people, not just consumers, to people and the world they live in. And that's the starting point for the book. And the urgency here is to create brands that help with this transformation. So brands in and of themselves are here to facilitate this positive change for the individuals and for the community. So you say in the book that brands need to transform, you know, the consumer's world, and you wrap a lot of that conversation up in the concept uh, and idea of perception. Uh, what consumers perceive is reality uh, in your book. What what do brands need to think about in order to ensure that their their perception exists in the marketplace that positions them to be transformative? Yeah. Thank you, Jason. What you are referring to, I believe, is chapter six, which uh, is uh, provocative in a positive way, I believe. And chapter is Perception is the Truth. That's the title for that chapter. Really, the point here is to say we, as people, as consumers, we construct our own truths based on our perception of the world, the information we are exposed to, and in a way, what we want this truth to be. And in marketing, it's important to remember what matters is how people perceive the brand, not so much what the brand or product really are. So how do we construct this perception? Well, we do so by assembling, uh, pun intended, we do so by assembling the right attributes for the brand to create a perception that is relevant to people, that is authentic, that is genuine, that is attuned to culture, that is relevant to them, that is helpful and innovative for people in their day-to-day -day life. And once again, create a perception of a brand that makes a positive impact on them as individuals and on the world around them, which is very, very important. And we can uh, talk more about this perception if you wish. Sure. Well, I did want to dive into a, 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 a spinoff of that a little bit. The book also talks about this, I guess, relatively new woke culture and how brands and activists, brands are activists along with individuals now. Certainly, I think we all get that, that taking a stand on an issue as a company can bring about strong connections with, with certain audience segments and consumers. But aren't there brands or instances where being an advocate can be detrimental? And how does a brand watch out for that? Yes, indeed. Um, I think it can go both ways. Sometimes being an advocate benefits the brands and sometimes it is uh, not a place for the brand to be. So it depends on the brand. Uh, first off, what is the core mission of this brand? And my point is some brands are built around a strong purpose. And you can think of Patagonia, REI, National Geographic, all those brands are built around a very small, strong purpose. And some brands are candidly less purposeful to begin with and that is okay you know not everything needs to be a, to have a purpose and not everything needs to change the world so first and foremost is for the brand to be again authentic genuine uh, intentional that's mm -hmm. that's the word intentional that is uh, intent to co-create something better for for the world for consumers for people so that's how I feel that brands can make a, a 
the most positive impact, if you will, when it comes down to brand purpose. Now, keep in mind also about some brands may be polarizing, some brands are less polarizing. Mm -hmm. And that's where I like case studies. For example, Nike is one. So, of course, we can talk about Nike always taking a stance, and that's fine, and they do so successfully. Let's just keep in mind that Nike was a very polarizing brand to begin with, well before Capernic and everything Nike did. So in the book, I like to quote a wide range of brands, sometimes very, very big brands like Dove is a Unilever brand and the Real Beauty Project. And the point is for the brand to show, to campaign for authentic, genuine beauty and not just Photoshopped models. I also reflect on very small brands. And that's all to say that it's not necessarily about the size of a brand and how much you can spend on your marketing dollars. It's about doing the right thing. And it's about where does your brand sit in the ecosystem? Is it polarizing or is it a brand for everyone? So at, at Scipio, we work with a lot of direct-to-consumer brands uh, and try to work through their own community of customers and fans to find the influential voices in their communities to help recommend and refer them to others. Assemblage is a nice guide to not only create a brand that attracts that community of customers, fans, and followers around it, but then empowers that community to help drive the brand. Is this notion of creating brand communities kind of the fundamental recommendation you would make to any brand for long-term health? The short answer is yes and. So the notion of brand communities and consumer tribes and all this, that's not new. It has been around, and I'm saying this in a good way because we don't always have to reinvent the wheel. That's also what the book tells you is we can copy, transform, combine. We can remix what's been successful in the past. So the concept of brand community is not new. Uh, it started in academia with papers on consumer tribes in 95, 97. And then it caught on with word of mouth marketing, which was big at some point. Now what's new and you're uh, likely intimately familiar with at CPO AI is the ability for people to interact, how easy it is for people to interact with the brand and between fans within this community. It's so seamless and so easy. Also what is new or rather what has evolved over the last five, three, two years is the ability for brands to talk back, I'm sorry, for consumers to talk back at brands and the sheer leverage they have over brands. And I feel these communities that uh, I trust your help foster at CPO AI are therefore so relevant, crucial to brands because it's a tool to listen and to research what people expect from the brand. It's a tool to understand how people react. It's of course a tool to promote the brand. And what is so important and I guide the reader in the book on how to do this is to co-create. And I use this word intention before, and we can contrast intention and expectations. And expectations is do me, you know, expectations is I expect I'm going to receive a product 
of great quality that is reliable at a good price. That's an expectation, that's fine. An intention is this process of co-creation between the brand and the audience. And in my opinion, that's where the opportunity is for brands today, to let go a little bit. You marketers no longer dictate the brand narrative. Engage in this process of co-creation with your audience for great sustainable results. Very good. I, I love your tips around e-commerce in the book um, to gather first party data, combine analysis of different sets of data and ultimately market in the moment of need. For a lot of small brands and small businesses out there, even startup brands, that seems daunting, probably because they don't know where to start. How do you think marketers can follow that path to success if they're new or they're bootstrapping or they're very small? Sure. So, Jason, reflecting on what you said, three things. Um, yes, data is crucial, especially first-party data. <clears throat> That's your ability to communicate with people. Context is very important. When are you going to talk to people? That's what we, we discussed as the moment of need or the moment of truth. Um, a very easy example is coffee. If I advertise um, coffee plus bagel, bundle to you at 8 a.m. I have a good shot. If I advertise that exact same bundle at 10 p.m., even at half of the price, this exact same bundle from the exact same store becomes a lot less relevant unless you are my cheats. Mm -hmm. So first party data is important because it will enable you, the brand, to create this intimate, relevant, uh, personal relationship with your audience and do so at very little cost. You said, and rightly so, the world of data is daunting. You know, start with an email list. And it sounds like very low tech, which it is, but it is to this day one of the most cost efficient and effective marketing tool you can think of because it's so cheap to reach out to people and assuming that people have opted in, I mean, they have technically, but yeah. intended to engage with you, the open rate is going to be very high. So there are many other things you can do, of course, engage in communities. You can also work with Google Maps. To make a long story short, I think when you're a small brand, a small business, collecting first party data is as important and even more important and relevant than it is for uh, a big business. My guidance is do not get intimidated. An email list does the job, an online community will help, a social media presence will help, and a one-on-one -on -one offline interaction with people the old-fashioned way will help also. And that's where you invest time and effort. Very good. I love it. As always, uh, excellent insights, Dr. Probst. This book, uh, Assemblage, is the book. I'm holding it up here if anybody wants to take a look at it there. Uh, it's full of, uh, I got a no, crooked. All right. Uh, it's full of insights and ideas. I know a, a lot of research goes into something like this. Uh, so hats off to another great resource for uh, the community out there. If people want to find the book or find you on the interwebs, where do they go? Thank you, Jason. The book is called Assemblage, the Art and Science of Brand Transformation. It's available on Amazon now. It's also available at Barnes and Nobles and other outlets. Of course, Amazon is the easy way to order and receive the book. 
And people can also connect with me on LinkedIn. And you can find me very simply, Emmanuel Probst. And if you want to shoot me a message, if you have any additional questions, I'd be more than happy to address any questions you may have. I pride myself in reading my own emails and answering uh, to, to my emails. So I always enjoy community, um, I'm sorry, connecting with people, and I'd be happy to connect with you as an output of uh, this conversation. Excellent. Well, we'll drop those links in the comments here on the stream. For those of you who are watching on LinkedIn or YouTube, if you're listening to the audio podcast on demand, find the post by looking for Scipio.ai or Scipio AI on LinkedIn or YouTube. Dr. Probst, thank you again for your time today. Good luck with the book. Jason and the team at Scipio, thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners today. Always great connecting with you all. Absolutely. Emmanuel Probst, ladies and gentlemen, how about that? Great to have him on the show. Uh, obviously, uh, very smart. I loved his uh, his first book or the first book that I saw of his, Brand Hacks, and I have a copy of that on my, my shelf at, at my office and uh, glad to put assemblage up there uh, right next to it as well. Again, we'll drop all those links here in the comments for you. If you don't see them already, they're coming soon. Uh, and you can always jump over to these posts on LinkedIn and YouTube after the fact. Uh, to see those links and get where you need to go. Uh, real quickly, as we uh, uh, as a thank you to those who are watching, we have our three-point strategy guide to activate organic growth for you. We're also going to drop that link in the comments here for you so you can get to that quickly. It's a nice walk into the community influence marketing strategy that we help our software customers drive with their businesses. So make sure you take a look uh, at that. And that, my friends, is going to uh, wrap us up here. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on uh, The Rise today, the community commerce marketing show where we document the rise of this exciting new category of marketing strategy, automation, and software that is community commerce marketing. We know you want to bring community commerce marketing strategies to people. Wrong, uh, music was playing there. I hit the wrong button. Got to love live stuff. Uh, be sure to follow us on LinkedIn or YouTube so you never miss uh, the broadcast. You can also subscribe to the show's audio on demand. Just search for The Rise, the community commerce marketing show, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for being part of our community, folks. We'll see you again soon on another episode of The Rise, the community commerce marketing show. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.